Welcome to the Washington Union Alliance Church Podcast, an archive of our recorded sermons. We're a Christian and Missionary Alliance Church located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. For more information, go to wuac.org. Now I just, as long as I manage not to trip over it, right? With my klutzy self, I tell you, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, my my brothers and sisters in in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is good to be here one more time. I thank you. Thank you um, for inviting me again um, to be able to share and partake in God's word. I, I do. I don't I don't take that for granted. Um, any opportunity, uh, one, that we have to come together. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems like the mask have slowly started to wear out and wear down. But it's just good to see faces, to engage each other. It's good for the spirit in you um, to react and, and the spirit in me to engage the spirit in you. And, and we begin to to not just come together, but we come together for something special to happen. We do. We, we, we gather so that, um, so that the Lord can get his glory in one way or another. The truth is he gets it whether we like it or not. He, he gets it just in the mere fact that you and I are here this morning and we have a reasonable portion of health. Amen. And we have some uh, clothes on our back, amen, if we were able to, 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 even if it was vaguely and vaguely see the sun that was shining this morning and we were able to feel the breeze, I tell you, God has been good to you and to me. And I tell you what, that alone is enough um, for us to come in with a smile as we come greeting now. We're not fooled. We understand that circumstances in life is happening in each and every one of our houses. There are circumstances, sometimes in our finances, sometimes in our health, sometimes amongst our children and grandchildren, even some of you blessed saints and seasoned to have some great grandchildren. Amen. Well, my wife and I, we've just been able to cross that threshold of, uh, of, of, of grandparenthood and, and we're, we, we, we've just been enjoying that. Amen. I don't know why, but um, you know, it, it it just tickles me to see my grandson, and you know, he he just everything he does is just it's exaggerated, I guess. When you're a grandparent, you know, even though we've had plenty of you know children ourselves, we have six. You guys don't remember three boys and three girls, but it is, it really is. It's something special about a grandchild that just uh, it does something to you. It really does. You know, I don't know if it's the fact that they can come over for a little bit and. And then you can give them back, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that has everything to do with it, you know. You can spoil them up and sugar them up and then give them right back to their parents, you know. So that way they can be off the walls for them. And yes, indeed. But either way, I tell you, I just, um, we're, we're enjoying it. We, we, we really are. And the Lord has blessed us. We have a grandson, but now um, my son um, and our daughter, um, they're they're expecting again. So we we just found out from a gender reveal. Do you does anybody here 
Do you remember gender reveal? Did I miss something coming up? When did they come up with these things? I tell you, a gender reveal. And I was like, what is that? A gender reveal, you know, but and so I guess as the generations go on, you know, they just add on, you know. Like, oh, wow. I, I heard of the, uh, you know, we would have a, like a, like a, yeah, like a baby shower. I remember that. You know, I said, I must have been asleep during the gender reveal, you know. Oh, man. But, you know, I'm, you know, it's still something for us to, you know, to gather and, and, and to have fun with the gender reveal. But the gender reveal a little bit ago just revealed that we're going to have another grandson. So this, this will be two for us, you know, two grandchildren. So, you know, wife and I, we are, we are ecstatic about that. But, again, I, I thank God for you. Thank God for Pastor Landon and his beautiful family. And so I'm hearing, so are they, are they on a trip? Is that right? So they, are there youth with them? Is that, is that right? Wow, what a blessing. Is that right? Now, where, where's that conference at? Orlando, Flo- wow. boy, if you're going to have a conference, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't go to North Dakota in the, in the wintertime if you're going to have a conference, you know. I mean, unless you really like snow, you know. But, uh, wow, to sunny Orlando, wow. Um, I, I hope and pray that they are, um, uh, that they've had and that they're having a great time. Or are they due to come back like today or? They left this morning, so amen. We definitely, I know all of us there, they'll be in our prayers as they, as they travel back. But I want to get to it. Um, there's been so much um, being said and, and happening um, in our world, in our, um, in our country. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but is it me or, or, or does it seem like... Um, Fear is at an all-time high. Does anybody feel that way? Does anybody feel that we um, just seem to be uh, more anxious about things that are happening around us? Does anybody feel that way? Just a little bit. Does anybody kind of feel that? It, it almost feels like a subtle pressure of, you know, of anybody of, of you know, experienced and had any kind of breathing or, or heart issues, of, of which I've had both. Um, you know, we do, I would go sometimes, a few times, I felt like I had pressure on my, on my chest, and, you know, they go, and what's wrong with that? I don't know. It just feels like somebody's sitting on my chest, you know, and they, all right, get them in, you know. Get they start the EKG and all of that stuff. Um, but it, it, it almost feels like there has been um, almost like a subtle sitting if you would, if you can, like something in the atmosphere is, is, is almost sitting on us to make us feel anxious about things, things that are happening around us. And, and, and there's some things, aren't they? They, you know, we, 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 we have, you know, this, um, you know, this, this decision that's going down within, you know, the, uh, the laws and, and, and the, um, the Constitution and um, things like that that are, that are now beginning to um, kind of press on what we believe and how we believe. We have um, these subtle pressures that there may be war soon among us, um, you know, that which is uh, beginning to happen for any of you 
um, seasoned saints here that have either come through at a young age or have through your parents or grandparents experience, you know, and talked about it. And I think some of us to some extent have talked about and have seen some of the footage or, or directly, you know, World War One and World War Two, you know, and, you know, coming through that whole Vietnam and, and, and Korea and experiencing, you know, all of these things, these wars, there seems to be an eerie similarity to what's happening now in our world um, that kind of almost mirrors what was going on just before that start of World War I and World War II. And that, again, feels like a little pressure, doesn't it? A little uneasiness on us for anybody that had, you know, that, that remembers talking to their, to, to their mom or dad or grandparents about coming through that time and how it felt and, you know, that anxiety, you, you know, feeling, and it just feels like it's extra, you know, in the atmosphere. But I'm starting to believe that that's by design. It's by design. Thinking about, and can you imagine thinking about whether or not um, children should have the power to choose whether they even want to be male or female. You, just like me, it, it, it's hard to even fathom that in our, in our minds that we could give a child that choice to know whether, you know, we're talking about this, <laughs> this same child that you got to tell 10 times to clean up their room, you know. Tell them to pick up this toy and the, the same child that can ask you a million questions and, you know, the one that within a week's time can, you know, want to be 20 different things when they grow up, you know, playing with this doll, they, they, they think things this way and play with this toy, they think that way and that we could give them this, this kind of power that they can choose what it is that they um, not just want to uh, 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 do you know, a doctor, a lawyer, or um, a judge, maybe, or, or a teacher, you know, a fireman, or the, not that, but to choose whether or not their housing is good for them in terms of what God has birthed them to be able to be, that they can have this choice to say, I think God made a mistake, and this isn't right. And does that not feel to you? does to me that it's almost like again a subtle sitting and a pressure on us as a society as a people you say where are you going with this preacher this is where I'm going I believe it's by design yeah it's by design but from who let's establish that who's this from is this is this from above all of this pressure is this atmospheric um, feeling that we have right now, this, this, this subtleness of, of us being anxious, being afraid, who's behind that? I, I, and I, I believe you do too. I'm going to answer for you. I, be, I believe, like you believe, that this is not from above, I would have to say that this is deriving 
from beneath. This, this is derived from some kind of ulterior motive to bring you and I down. But why? Where, where is he going? Where are we going right now? What, what is it that our enemy's desire is for you and for me and our children and grandchildren that he, <laughs> and by the way, who, who's allowing that, by the way? That's a whole nother sermon, you know. Uh, I'll leave that to Pastor Landon, you know. Hey, but, you, you know, we, we, it's amazing that this atmosphere is beginning to change right up under our noses. It's changing. And more and more, it seems like we're starting to we're starting to almost pair with and agree with what this atmosphere is suggesting to you and to me. I say suggesting because the enemy, your enemy and my enemy, can't make us do anything. Oh, I, I want you to get this. He, he, he can't force you and I to feel anyway, actually. Actually, God has designed it so that your faith and my faith can not only bring down the atmosphere to where God himself is seated, where Jesus is, 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 is at the right hand of the Father and all of the power you and I, through Christ, have access to this power, but it seems like through this Subtle pressure. There's something that's beginning to happen to your feelings and my feelings, to, to your thinking and my thinking. And I don't know if you noticed this, but our thinking, if we're not careful, if we're, if we're paying too close attention to what's happening all around us, I'm talking about to the point where it starts to make us anxious, you'll notice that there's a subtle forgetting. Anybody? It's almost like there, there's something that's causing us or distracting us from remembering what our purpose is. What it is that God has designed you and I for. The reason why we came here, and I say we came because you didn't have the choice, neither did I. Uh, whether from a <laughs> infertilization clinic or from naturally inside the womb, you and I, it's for sure, we had no choice in the matter of coming into this world. And so it's for sure that if God allowed breath to be in our bodies, that we have purpose. We have purpose. Do you see what's happening? You, you, you can see it. You see it on the news. You, you hear it, don't you? You talking with your grandkids and you're talking with your children and, and it almost feels like everybody is, 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 is in, I don't know, it's almost like we're in a daze of everything that's going on all around us. And, and again, it's like a subtle forgetting of what God really has for our life. I'm worried. 
I'm worried about my kids. I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen. I'm, I'm worried about how high gas is going to go. And I'm worried about, um, you know, all of these senseless shootings that are beginning to happen. Well, not beginning. It's been happening. But I don't know. It just seems like everything is just on the rise. It's, 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 it seems to be adding to the pressure of the atmosphere. And so you and I seem to be now concentrated more on the things that are going on more than the assignment and the purpose that God has created in us. And you said, boy, that's a lot that you're saying. But I just wanted to throw that into the atmosphere because you can best believe if the enemy has a plan, <laughs> well, what's God's plan? It's for sure that if he's God, and we do believe that he's God, then his plan would surely has to be, uh, have to be better than the enemy's plan. Does anybody here believe that? Does anybody believe that our God is above all? I know the enemy looks tough, boy. <laughs> I tell you, you know, we're in this TV, you know, generation, and you know, I'm I'm really into the, you know, the the, the Marvel comics and you know, and all that that kind of thing, and you know, it, it, it's something because the enemy, uh, he has managed to paint himself as this this entity that just can't be beat. It feels like he's a, like he can actually match our God. Like he's actually an equal to him. He's just on the evil side. The truth is our God has no equal. There is nothing created or not that can remotely match the God that you and I serve. And if that's true, and you and I believe that, then why is it that you and I seem to lack faith in the plan of God? Now, how many people, when they came in here, I'm going to get to it. Um, it, it the, the, the message is, is going to come out of Exodus. I'm, I'm going to move through, but I, I just want to set this up. How many people, when you came in here, uh, got on your knees and looked up underneath <laughs> the benches to see what the weight capacity was. Who did that? Just raise your hand. Just go ahead. And I know some of you can really be, you know, anal about things and everything. So which one of you got on your knees, if it was one, and put a pillow and just looked at let me, let me, let me make sure that this is gonna hold me up when I came in. How many people did that? How many people? Okay, nobody. Nobody checked the weight capacity, bro. Okay, all right, here's one. I know you did this. How many people, when you got up this morning and, and, and you know, whether you drove or someone picked you up and you came, how many people, when you started the car, first of all, we can even start there. How many people doubted that the car would start this morning? Who doubted that the car, you know, and I know some of us have some cars, you know, we, you know. We have some cars now. I understand. I understand. You like look as long as it moves. You know we're good to go here. Look, we, you know, we 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 call the armors with horse and buggy. We have to to get out to where 
we need to go. But, I mean, how many people really die? And, and, and what would have happened if that car didn't start? Would you have been just as happy? Or you would have been upset, wouldn't you? Huh? Now, a lot of you, when you got in your car, how many people checked all the fluids faithfully? Because I know some people, you checked the brake fluid and you made sure. Huh? You got up underneath the car and jacked it up this morning and you looked at all them brake lines to make sure huh? that when you stepped on that brake that nothing was going to snap, that nothing was leaking out the lines. You went on and did all your checks to make sure it was good. How many people did that this morning? Wow, you guys are surprised. Nobody did that? You mean? So you just knew when you started the car and you started to make your way from the driveway or from your street, you just knew when you stopped that you was going to be able to stop, huh? Huh? How many people checked to make sure that the brake pads were right where they were supposed to be? You, anybody took the tires off this morning and checked? Nobody did that this morning. You just came on. Boy, I tell you, you wow. Where are you going with this, Pastor? I'll tell you where I'm going. You and I walk by faith every day every day you and I walk by faith this is the issue though I'm noticing that our faith seems to be in everything else some of you came in here and you and you sat down. Not only did you sit down, some of us plopped down. You know, I remember how you, huh? I mean, you didn't check anything out to see if the legs was weak on the side. You, you just came and you sat down that bench and you knew that bench better hold you up. Would it, uh, sit down. Look, that would have hurt my back if you, uh, you, didn't, you didn't even guess for one second. But as soon as God tells you and I to trust him, Where does the faith go? Did any of us notice that we have more faith in the fact that the ground underneath us was not going to give and more faith that our car was going to be able to get us to our desired destination? We had more faith in sitting down in the chair without checking anything. We have more faith in that than we do that God will provide for us. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I am because um, as someone who says that I'm a believer, and I'd like to believe, Lord, that, that, that I'm a believer, and I, I believe that you are a believer too. Well, why is it when it comes to the things of God that that's when the time we all of a sudden want to become super rational? We become then super pragmatic. And we have to check all the balances. Now, you didn't check the balances when you sat in that pew. But when God says, go to point B, well, you got to make sure everything lines up first before you do it. Yeah, that's what the subtle pressure of this atmosphere is beginning to do to the saint, to the ordinary, if you would, Christian, you and I. Who could be that devious to do that? There's only one that I know. And God says the same thing that he says to the disciples through Christ. He says, 
where is your faith? He said, but Lord, I, I mean, they're killing people. They're, you know, they're going into schools at random. And I mean, wow, they, you know, you have this thing that they, this people starting to go around now. And they're, they're, they're just uh, men going around in the city. You know, this is happening, this is happening in the city of Philadelphia now. I don't know if they think this is funny or what. But men, grown men going around and they're knocking women out. They're literally just walking up to a random woman and, and just would knock them out until they fall. What is this? We think, I've never seen anything like this in all of my life. And you and I are saying the same thing. Lord, why is this happening? Why are you allowing? Why did, and, 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 and sometimes I can hear God responding back. Why are you allowing? What do you mean me? I'm not God. I, what can I do? What can you do? I don't, it's nothing. Whoa, I just can't wait. You'll be coming soon. I know that. And, you know, and so we'll, we'll start looking upward in a way that just kind of puts us in, 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 in blinders. And we're just waiting for Christ to return. And you and I are forgetting at times about our assignment. I, I allow the gray hairs to fool me into thinking that my work is done. I know I'm not by myself. I, I have these grays now. They just jumped on me. I used to call them blonde hairs, but now they, hey, I can't even disguise them as blonde hairs anymore. It's getting grayer and grayer. Now I understand why most of them, they shave all their hair off. You know, you don't even want to see it sometimes. You know, but um, it's amazing that, again, you know, in all that we are going through, that... Um, at times, we are forgetting that God has a purpose for us. And to make it real simple, this is what was going on in Moses' time. Briefly, I, I, I want to take you to the book of Exodus chapter 4. Can we go real fast? And, and I mean, we, we don't have to. I, I wanted to kind of set things up because I want you to realize what you have. I want you to realize what you have. Look at this. Exodus chapter 4. It's chapter 4, and I, I thank God I, I, I have this, this beautiful big Bible. I, I left my glasses, and I, it was too late for me to call my wife and ask her to just bring it down. And, and so I thank God for, for the saints of God that will look out for you. And this beautiful Bible. And sister, uh, come on, tell me your last name. Sister Argo? Harden? Harden. Parted. Did I say that right? I'm butchering it up. Sister Janice, there you go. They like, look, just don't even, just don't even try anymore, brother. You're messing it up and you're wasting time. It's almost time to go. Thank you. All right. I appreciate Sister Janice. She allowed me to to use her word. You know, that's special. Uh, I want to thank God for, for her and to use her Bible, beautiful Bible. This is nice and big words. I can see it. All right. All right. <laughs> so Exodus chapter 4, look at what it says. This is what it says at the beginning. It says, Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your 
hand. I'm going to stop right there. What is that in your hand? I believe, if you would, that God is asking you and I that right now. He's, he's asking you. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. But that real life circumstances are happening in each and every one of our lives right now. And if it's not in your life, you know someone. <laughs> I know better. It's happening with all of us. At times, if you notice, because of that subtle pressure that's in the atmosphere, it seems that you and I have the tendency to forget. I can't tell you. How many times already, and I know this doesn't happen to you seasoned saints, you looking all over the place. Where did I put those glasses? I know I just had them somewhere. You're looking around. Yeah. No, I just had it. And yeah. they're right here. You know, you, man, I know it. Wow. And, you know, some of us that are blessed and, you know, um, with the opportunity, you know, we have that wife or that husband. We're looking all around. What are you looking for? Huh? John, what are you looking for? My glasses. I just had them. They're in your pocket. You know, you, oh, here they go. Right here. What is it that distracts us to the point that we can lose the most basic things and they're right in front of us? That's what happened to Moses. He, look, what, look what did it. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And say, the Lord did not appear to you. You see God's answer, Moses. What is that in your hand? Well, you don't understand. They're going crazy. This is, this is happening. I don't, I don't know how my wife's going to pull through. I don't know how my husband's going to pull through, Lord. What are you, what are you saying? They, they, they have literally pronounced over me that I've only have months to live. I have weeks to live that, that, that my granddaughter now will never walk again. They, they have declared that my 401k that, that, that did have, you know, several, several hundred thousand. Now it's down to less than a hundred thousand. How am I going to live? And God has to say the same thing that he said to Moses. What is that? In your, in your hand. So what is that? What is that, that that you're saying to us, Lord? Look at what God is saying. That you and I can recognize. We can recognize this. First off, we need to remember that we cannot allow people or the fear of what people's opinions and judgments are to distract us from what it is that God has said or the things that God has given to us to bring about his wonders. Did you hear that? You can, we cannot allow what people think, what people are doing, 
the circumstances that are going on all around us to distract us from what it is that God has promised and has spoken to us. Why? Because the very promise that he's given to you and given to me is the very thing that he's about to use his wonders with. If you haven't figured it out by now, you are a wonder from God. You're a wonder. Somebody in there saying, you got that right. He is a wonder. Look at him. He's not even dressed right. You know, but that's all right. That's all right. You are a wonder from God. And so now you see the devious enemy's plan to put that subtle pressure on us to make us feel like the things that are going on just can't be overcome. Mostly driven by fear. Yes, sir. But the truth is, it already has been overcome. Look at this master of illusion and delusion. That's who our enemy is. And the subtle pressures of the atmosphere that's around us through stuff that we see going on and happening to make fear move to such a heightening pitch that we forget what's in our hand. We allow what we see to determine what's going to be. Instead of the promise or the word that God has promised us and have given to us so that we can use it to capture the very thing that's trying to capture us. Yeah, that, that's what's happening. Moses here was expressing to God that, what, how, what is this? Uh, how are they going to believe me? How? How, how, how can they believe? First of all, who, who are you? <laughs> I'm barely even knowing who you are. After all, I was raised with all the gods of Egypt. I was raised learning about um, the multiplicity of deities, and here you are declaring who you are. Who are you? Who are you? And if the enemy would have his way, he would have us to forget who God is. And in the midst of forgetting who God is, we also forget what he placed in our hand. You said that that sounds real good. It sounds poetic, preacher, but I'm too old now. Am I going to do you? You you don't know. I'm I'm dealing with the special needs child, grandchild. And well, what am I going to do with that? It, it's it's hard enough. They're they're cutting funding. Preacher, what what what? How what am I going to do? What what's going to happen? I I need some changes to my house and to my vehicle. And here you tell me about faith and having faith and about what God. I can't even see what you're talking about. And God says, that's just it. He doesn't want you to see what you're talking about. He wants you and I to trust what he said. He, he wants you and I to trust what he said. 
Well, what did he say? Notice that the atmosphere is so heightened that you and I forget to read like we ought to. Atmosphere gets so heightened. Anybody here that has served in the service? I haven't, but my fathers and grandfathers and my uncles, they all served and, and, and some through different wars. And, 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 and there's nothing like uh, hearing about somebody that was shell-shocked because of what was happening around them. They even have what they call, you know, the younger generation, <laughs> they playing Call of Duty, they have these concussion grenades, you know, they throw it in there just before you, you know, and that's supposed to just throw everybody off. And what do you think the enemy's doing right now? With fear. What, he, he's literally causing us to, to, to temporarily lose the faculties of our mind and faith. To where we start believing more what someone told us than the God who's made everything. You and I trust more to sit down on this bench and a car that anything can happen when we're in that car. We trust that more than we do the God who put the sun in the sky. And has made the universe that the scientists are discovering. It's still expanding and yet God rested on the seventh day. We put more trust in people than we do the God who created people. That's you and me who, who does that. And, and Moses was no different. God had to remind him, I hear what you're saying, but I need you to focus on something. What's in your hand? Moses' reply was this, it's a staff. That's all I need. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? What, what's in your Some of you, it's still ideas. Things that God has given you that you've thrown off and blown off for years. Some of you. Books in some of you. Some of you, because of the way that we've come up and the way that um, the generations that we were raised in, some of us are ashamed or a lot of the things that we've endured, that we've come through, that we've been through, and we were taught to cover. We were taught to code. We were taught to put things and, and, and lock it away so that way nobody ever knows what's going on in your house. Well, what you and I have discovered is that that have had some repercussions. Some of the repercussions was that our children didn't even recognize and realize that there were some things that we've endured and gone through that they've went through needlessly because we didn't even share what we've gone through. Some of us, our grandchildren have gone through and maybe there was something that could have been said from our testimony and learning along the way that would have helped them. There are people in our church and in our community that we can help with what we've endured through. And I know it seems like some of those things, well, you, you can't speak about that, preacher. You can't tell everybody your business. And I understand that. And I, I know that there are times and places and seasons to do everything. But if you notice, we'll use that excuse and then we'll end up in the grave with those same excuses. Oh, 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 oh you had the grave. The grave is full of ideas and, and, and things that probably could have helped unlock people that today is now a mental health crisis that's going on. And now, I, who I, I just happen to be, my wife and I are, are, are therapists, mental health therapists. And, and so maybe a lot of what we're seeing right now could have been prevented not by somebody who got a doctorate or a master's degree and different other letters and points behind the name, but maybe some of what they've been going through could have been solved by you just letting someone know or I letting them know what God has done for us.
I know I, I, I didn't come to, but this is the very thing that's in the atmosphere that's sitting on us. And while it's sitting on us, God is trying to remind us that there's something that I gave you that I did not give to anyone else. You don't understand, Pastor. My feet is too big. I don't like my eyes. I, I, I think that my hands are too small. I, I think my toes are ugly. I, I think my hair isn't curly enough. I, I don't like the fact that my hair hasn't grown all the way down like my sisters do and my, my, my grandmother. My hair just doesn't do that. My, my hair doesn't work with me. You don't understand. We have all of these excuses about stuff and about things that we see to stop us from believing that we are wonders from God. And that wonder has no age limit on it. It has no age limit. It, it has no gender attached to it. So just because I'm a woman or just because I'm black or just because I'm a male. No, 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 no. What God has put in your hand, he's put in your hand so that he can deliver not just you, but the people who are attached to you. You see that? God had to ask Moses what was in his hand. Moses said, it's a staff, Lord. And he said, this is what I want you to do. Throw the staff on the ground. Moses cast the staff down on the ground, and guess what happened? Does anybody see that? You'll read, and in, in, in I believe that's is that verse 3, around verse 3 and 4, as we keep reading, we'll, 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 we'll discover this. That the very thing that was in his hand scared the living daylights out of him. He threw it on the ground and the thing turned into a snake. What are you saying, Lord? What are you speaking to us here at Washington Alliance, here in Union County, right now, Union Township? I used to live in Union County over there near Lewisburg. Union Township, what are you speaking to us right now? This is what I'm speaking to you. A lot of us have experienced fear of the very thing that God has placed in our hand. You know why? Because some of the things that God has placed in our hand is not that conventional. Some of the ideas that you have and that God has given to you, it didn't quite fit everything that everybody else was doing. And so a lot of things we dismissed away. Well, I only have a sixth grade education. Well, I can't write a book. How can I write a book if I've only went to the eighth grade? Me? <laughs> What do I have to say? I, I don't know how to speak. I, I don't know how to do all that. How can I start to, 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 to let some mothers know how to be a mother? How? I, I don't just see. I don't see what God has given to you and to me. He's given it to you by, and to me by design. He's given it to us. Now, this is the thing, the subtle pressure of things that are going on all around us, the faith that we have in every, we have more faith in people killing than I do that you and I can take hold of an atmosphere by loving someone. Isn't that something? That you and I have the very power in love to do this. No man takes my life, Jesus said. No man. 
I don't care if you come and put a gun straight to my, no man takes my life. No, you don't have to take it. I lay it down. You know why? Because if God gives us the power to lay it down, guess what? Guess where our faith is? Guess what his promise is to you and I? That if we lay it down, we're going to pick it back up again. Do you see that? Do you see the word of God? You and I, in that great getting up morning that we like to talk about. Hmm? And the great by and by that you and I like to talk about. And the presence of God that you and I can talk about when we talk about how we come to the garden alone. While the dew is still on the roses, huh? Anybody used to sing songs like that, any hymns like that, when, when there sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. We can sing songs like that, but then when troubles come, sometimes you and I have this habit to look more at what's in front of us than what God said. And I'm just here to let you know God has put something in your hand. Some of you, the very deliverance that your child, your grandchild is looking for is in your mouth. Do you understand? The very thing that's in your hand that you never suspected was the word that you're going to give to your granddaughter. I don't care what it looks like right now. I don't care where they are. I don't care how many relationships they've been in. I don't care how many marriages have been broken. Their deliverance is in your mouth because God has placed something in your hand that only you can deliver to the people. Only you. Only you. And so Moses is figuring this out and he runs from the very thing that God is intending to use to bless somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I don't want you to run anymore. It's time to stop running. The enemy has had enough. I, I don't want him to take another life needlessly without you and I doing what God has called us to do. I do not want to see anything else happen in this county or in this township that you and I could have influenced by the help of God, we could have influenced, but we did not because we were afraid of what God has put in our hand. Now listen, what's in your hand may not be in my hand, and, 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 and what's in my hand may not be in someone else's hand, but you best believe whatever God has placed in our hand is more than enough to deliver everybody around us. How, do you, how can you be so sure? Because it's his word. And just like you're sitting right now on that bench, I believe that we can sit down on the word of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says this, heaven and earth will pass away. But guess what? what's still going to stand even if it does pass away? Don't that sound cute to say? We say that and well, that sounds like one of those Christian cute things to say. But it's the truth. The son right now is in position on the very word of God. It's still doing what God commanded it to do. What's wrong with you and I? Where, 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 where are we? What, 
What needs to stir the atmosphere that's within us for us to recognize that what God gave us, he gave us so that we can be a blessing and we are a blessing. I don't care how many times we messed up. I don't care how many uh, relationships we bobbled. I don't care how many times you and I came short of the glory of God. God has given you and I something that no one else has. And all we have to do is recognize what's in our hand. <laughs> what's in your hand? We stop to examine what has God given you that's unique? What, what is it about? Let's see, that's the thing, Pastor. I don't know anything. That's because those subtle pressures. You do know. You do have faith. We know that because you're sitting down right now. So I know you got faith. huh? Nobody's waiting for that bench to collapse. huh? That's because you have faith. God is just asking that you trust him more than you do that bench. That's all. That's all he's asking. And so that's why the Bible can declare in Hebrews chapter 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. But it's the very evidence of things you cannot see. You are sitting down on what you can see. But God has given us evidence in our hand by the mere fact that you are here right now He's given you an eye proof that there's an assignment on our life. And so I just came, Washington Alliance and Washington Union, I, I came to ask that question to us today. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? And what are you going to do with it? After you finish being afraid of what's in your hand, come back to it. If there's any nature lovers here, you'll notice that Moses actually handles the snake backwards than the way that typically you would do it. You, usually they say you, you, you should get behind and try to get that head so that way the snake don't try to bite you. But the Bible says God instructed him to grab it by the tail. He instructs him to, to grab it by the tail. Well, what does that mean? That, that means that not only is what's in you and, and the very word that you are is unconventional and, and may not be so, so, so easy to, to see to others, but to God, all we have to do, and this is what it speaks of, all we have to do is trust him. I know you have trust because, again, you're sitting down right now. <laughs> You're sitting down on a bench that you absolutely trusted was going to hold the weight of everyone on your row. So you trust. God is just saying, I need you to trust me. So what are we going to do? What can we do? See, this is, this is the next step that the enemy does. He tries to play with us. Because we think, well, what, what can I do? Huh? That's what Moses thought. I, I, I can't. How can I? And the Lord said, hey, none of that. 
I just need you to trust me. Don't worry about how it's going to work out. Don't try to figure it out. All I need you to do is to trust and obey. Some of us in here, we used to sing that song. You remember that when we were younger? Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We sung that, didn't we? We sung that as children. We sung that song. And yet, notice that it's the very thing that you and I, if we're honest, that we have struggled with most of our life. Really, really, not talking church or Christian, but really actually trusting and obeying God. And so God asks this question again. I don't want you to forget. What's in your hand? What's in your hand, by the way, is backed by something that can never be defeated or destroyed. I, I thought I'd throw that out there, too, in case we, I'll tell you, this pressure, boy, we forget everything, don't we? If we can forget glasses that's sitting right on top of our head. My God. What's in your hand is backed by something that cannot be destroyed. That's the very word of God. I want you to think about that. It can't be destroyed. The enemy can try all he wants to, but he cannot destroy the word that you are. And you are a word from God. And so I ask again, what's in your hand. God bless you. God bless. Thank you all so much for allowing me again to be here in your presence one more time. I hope something was said that can stir you to action, not to fear but to faith, believing that God still has purpose for us. Amen? Amen.